Hello and welcome to Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies. I'm Ken Broman, folks, and I'm glad you're here. Hope you find today's episode meaningful, spiritually challenging, and nourishing to feed your hunger. You are dust, and to dust you will return. Those are the words that God says to Adam and Eve just after the part of the story we heard last week where Adam and Eve are in the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is there and the serpent comes down from the tree and and tempts them and they eat the one fruit God said not to eat in this beautiful garden. And then after that, God comes walking through the garden and asks them what has happened, can tell what has happened. And this is the punishment that God gives them for their disobedience. First, he says to the serpent, you will crawl on the ground for all eternity. He says to the woman, you will have pain in childbirth from this point on. He says to the man, you will sweat and toil to get the ground to grow anything. And this is the way it will be until the day you return to the ground from which you came. For you are dust, and to dust you will return. It strikes me that God must have been quite angry at this point, because what he is saying in effect is, I made you the crowning achievement of my whole creation. I took you personally. I took the dust from the ground and I, like, like a sculptor, sculpted you in my own image. I personally breathed my spirit into your nostrils and you became a living being. You were the crowning achievement of all my creation. But since you have chosen this path of disobedience, you are nothing but dirt. Worse than dirt. The word means when you take dirt and you grind it and you pound it until it's down to its finest particles. Dust. You are dust. And to dust you will return. So we begin each year this season we call Lent on Ash Wednesday, reminding of our, ourselves of these words. We receive the cross of ashes on our forehead as the minister repeats these words. Remember, you are dust, and to dust you will return. And we see the truth of this, the evidence of this, all around us. Terrible earthquakes create huge tsunamis that sweep entire towns into the ocean. Revolutions rolling like tsunamis from country to country in the Middle East, bringing death to many who were hoping for a new life. Around the world, children starve. 
Families fall apart. Disease brings death to people we love. It is so much a part of all that is around us that physicists say it's a scientific law. They call it the second law of thermodynamics. In time, everything falls apart. They have a fancy scientific word for it called entropy, but it really just means in time, everything falls apart. And as we age, we know it's true. By the time you hit 30, things begin to fall apart. And every decade you mark after that finds more things falling apart. The eyes go. And then the ears go. The bones begin to weaken. The muscles begin to atrophy. The organs begin to fail. Over time, everything falls apart. We are dust, and to dust we will return. As I thought about this bleak message early in the week, and how I might find a kernel of a sermon in it, I have to confess my age, and the first thought that came to my mind was a 1970s rock song, Dust in the Wind. I close my eyes only for a moment, and the moment's gone. All my dreams pass before my eyes a curiosity. Dust in the wind. All they are is dust in the wind. Same old song, just a drop of water in an endless sea. All we do crumbles to the ground, though we refuse to see dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. To dust, from dust you came, to dust you will return. All we are is dust in the wind. Whether it comes from Genesis or Kansas, the message is the same. And then Jesus' message of rebirth hit me in in John 3. Unless you were born from above, Born anew, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus goes on to say, what is born of the flesh is flesh, but what is born of the spirit is spirit. The wind blows where it chooses. You hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. Now, the one thing we have to know to understand the Gospel of John is that it is a highly symbolic book. Almost everything Jesus says in John's Gospel is symbolic. In other words, there's a surface meaning and there's always a deeper symbolic meaning. And Nicodemus misses the symbolism. He says, what are you talking about being born uh, anew, born from, can, can a, uh, an old person go back in their mother's womb and be born again? He's on the surface level. But if you want to understand what Jesus is saying here, you've got to go to the deeper symbolic level. And here's the key that makes it more difficult for us to understand the symbolic level. You see, in both the Hebrew of the Old Testament and the Greek of the New Testament, Both languages 
have a word that can be translated with three meanings. Breath, wind, and spirit. We don't have that in the English language, but in the Hebrew language, the word is nefesh. And it means wind, breath, or spirit. In Greek, the word is pneuma. It means wind, breath, spirit. So that when Jesus is saying to Nicodemus, you don't know where the wind's coming from or where it's going. Nicodemus is probably thinking, yeah, the wind out. But Jesus is thinking of another level, the spirit. He's thinking, you don't know where the spirit is going or where it comes from. But when the spirit moves, when the spirit goes, when the spirit flows, there is a new birth, a rebirth, a transformation from top to bottom that happens. And you can't see the kingdom of God unless this wind, breath, spirit blows through your life. Dust we may be, but when the spirit, the breath, the wind of God blows through this dust called us, we become something more than just dust. In Genesis 2, remember that God creates the first man by taking dust from the ground, forming him in God's image, And then it says God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Remember, breathe, breath, wind, spirit. God's spirit blows into this this thing of dust and it comes to life. Jesus tells Nicodemus that there is hope for us in our dust nests. There is a new coming to life that can happen so that we can see the kingdom of God. And that new coming to life comes from above as the spirit blows and breathes new life into this dust called us. And we become new people, eternal people, kingdom people. Evidently, God didn't stay angry. In fact, Jesus says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. He says, the son of God did not come into the world to condemn the world. No more to dust you shall return, but to save the world. No, God is not angry with us anymore. We are indeed dust in the wind, but not in the sense of the song that thinks life is nothing more than a passing meaningless moment. 
We are much more like the wind out of which God formed the first man and woman, the dust into whose nostrils God breathed the life-giving spirit, the dust that receives this life, this rebirth, top-to-bottom transformation into which we truly come alive. We become dust in the wind, the breath, the spirit of God alive to a new garden called the kingdom of God. And that kingdom isn't only a place we go when we die. That kingdom is here and now, but only dust in the wind, breath, spirit of God can see it. You got to believe in it before you can see it. You, you've got to be reborn into it to realize that though it seems for all the world that the second law of thermodynamics is true, that in time everything breaks down in the, in the face of earthquakes and, and tsunamis and nuclear meltdowns, in the face of rebellions and bombings and, and people dying and disease and families falling apart, in the face of all of that, the spirit of Jesus Christ blows where it will. And into our dustness, the Spirit brings us new birth and new life. It isn't so bad to be this dust in the wind. Amen. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies. My prayer is that this message has touched you, challenged you, and nourished you in your spiritual journey. If so, please share Dr. Ken's Sermons and Studies with your friends, and I pray God's blessings on you today. 